welcome to our bonus episode uh, on Evelyn Elliot. Evelyn Elliot. It's a classic well, character profile. Is it classic? Is she classic? Totally. Is she in it in the past? She's classic. Uh, my question is, is she Evelyn or is she Eve? Because oh. I kind of think she's Eve. Is she Evelyn? No, she's not Evelyn. She's definitely not Evelyn. But but Corripedia have her listed down as Evelyn Elliot. But I think she mostly went by... I, I think kind of Evelyn... It's because maybe did Fred always call her that? Because she, she was married to Fred Elliot, of course, hence the surname. Um, and he always used to have a thing for calling people by their full names, didn't he? Much like um, Jim McDonald. So he might have called her Evelyn. I think everyone else called her Eve. So um, we'll, well see We'll see how we go as the episode goes on. Now, this this was a request. Mm. We, we do take requests sometimes. Um, from, from Lisa on YouTube, who has been asking for us to do a character profile character profile yeah so that a bit weird there uh, for a couple of weeks so i thought why not why not Let, well, let's have a look asking us her. to do a character profile on her specifically yes yes exactly because asking us to do a character profile in general it's like we do that already i wasn't going to do her because she's not been necessarily a main character over the years so i'm thinking this isn't going to be a long kind of podcast but you know back in the day we probably did fred elliot in about 10, 15 minutes Probably. back in the early days. And I think that Evelyn's definitely going to go a bit longer than that, um, despite being significantly less popular. But um, we'll, we'll see what we can Look, eke out of this. Let's not be <clears throat> just... I'm just I'm just killing Listen, time now. Lisa has asked us to do this. We're going to do it justice, she likes Lisa. This character. I think that's right. Um, so, so she she is kind of fresh in my memory at the moment because Eve, we're in um, 2002 in Classic Coronation Street on ITV3 at the moment, and it's not been long since Eve has left. So it kind of makes sense to you know, take the opportunity to to, to look Let's back over her time. It so it's fairly fresh in my memory. Although, of course, you've not been watching this, like, have you? And um, I, I, you, you, not, not too, you know, you're not too much of an Eve buff, are you? I don't know. I mean, yeah, I don't know very much about her. <laughs> I do know everything there is now to know now because I read of the notes. Okay. Well, I mean, you, you must have watched her at the time because yeah, she I came saw in, her in. Look, no. You, you, what do you mean? You started watching Coronation Street in 2001, didn't you? That's true. I was okay. I, I made you start watching in two thousand and one, and that was prime Eve time. Was it? Okay. It was. Um, I don't remember very much about. No, well, exactly, and we and we obviously watched um, the, the 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 DVDs for the first sixty years, just the last couple of years, so we would have seen her in that. But um, you know, she she didn't have mega huge storylines, and she and um, you know, it's understandable if she kind of went under the radar a bit. So I'm hoping that you might learn a little bit from this as well, Gemma. But what you've got to do is pretend you know it all and act like the expert and like read the notes out like you just... I do that all the time. Doing it off the top of your head, like you, 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 you ad-libbing it all. Tell you what, Gemma, let me test you on your Eve Elliot knowledge by asking you to run down her vital statistics. No, ask me questions and I'll answer them. Who was she married to? Uh, she was married to um, Ray Sykes and then Fred Elliot, but that was bigamous. It was, it was. And um, did she have any children, she Gemma, did. just off the top of your head? She Who, did. Who, may I ask? Um, one of them was called Linda Baldwin. Yes. One of them was called Jimmy Sykes. And then there was another one called Ryan Sykes. Mm-hmm. And then there was another one called Dean Sykes. And then there was another one. There was another one who was called, I don't know, something Sykes. Now, um, Dean Sykes was played by, and I should have written this down, I don't know why I didn't, but it's the guy who plays um, Damon at the moment on Coronation Street. Really? Yes, indeed. Dean Sykes with Damon. 
Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. He looked a lot. Um, he looked a lot, lot less macho back His in the day faced. when he was when he was in it back in uh, in, in two thousand and one or two thousand. But yeah, he was very, very much baby faced. But yes, we got we still got a Sykes on Coronation Street as it is at the moment. Now back back to her stats, Gemma. Not, yeah, but he's roughly. not the same character. No, he's not because Dean sound... Sykes is dead. Oh no, but don't say we've got a Sykes still on the show because we don't. No, we do not have a Sykes. When. Did Evelyn make her first appearance on Coronation I reckon, Street? I'm going to say, it yeah. was the 9th... No, it was no. the 20th. Yeah, the 20th of October. October. 2000. Mm-hmm. And last appeared probably the 10th of May, 2002. <laughs> which, I think if I add it up, was 117 appearances. It is, it is well done, yeah. Who played her? Uh, Melanie Kilburn. There we go. Look, Gemma is an expert on Eve Sykes. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Does the joke only work if you? I don't think we can keep us. this going all. Don't <laughs> think this can keep notes. going all the way through. I think people are going to be switching off in their drones about this. Apart their from drones. Lisa, hopefully switching drones. off in their drones. Yeah. Um, so Melanie Melanie Kilburn. She trained at the Guildhall School of Music and Drama. Mm. Wow. And I know, I know, I'm spitting out facts tonight. She first appeared on telly in 1983 in the movie The Last Company Car, and she was she's got quite a good old IMDb list. And does uh, does Melanie? She made loads of appearances on telly shows in the 80s and 90s, mostly one-offs. Yeah. Um, but also she was a regular in shows like uh, Where the Heart Is for a bit, uh, another show called Making Out. But really, Coronation Street was her first extended role on oh. television. Yeah, it's, it's what she's most famous for, one might say. Mm. Although, although she she has been in some other things recently. She's been What's just been in, in EastEnders, would you believe? Just what? last a Christmas, she was in EastEnders. Traitor. She was playing a vicar. I think I've got oh, a bit more cool. information about that later. So Eve, basically. Tell the me story about is because yeah. we did. We think we did Linda Baldwin as a character profile just last year, if I remember rightly. So we might remember some of this might be um, might come back to you. So Linda so, Baldwin's her daughter. Yes, yes. So she had a really difficult relationship um, with her family. Eve did. So she had basically abandoned them in the eighties, <laughs> and uh, it's partly because her husband Ray was always in and out of prison, and she he was just like not a very nice guy to be honest. He felt totally unappreciated by him. She had a house full of boys. She couldn't cope with it. So in the end, in the 80s, she walked out on them, which left Linda to bring up Dean and Ryan and, and all the other little cyclings. Um, so Psychos, they by the late 90s, um, <laughs> though, Linda had also given up on them. So they were a bit of a lost cause. The, the Sykes were like... They, they were the... They were the, the chaffy ones. They were the, they were the haze, I might say, which is quite good that... Um, the hate, they were like the yeah, like like Jacob um, and Damon, which is quite good that he's still like the windasses. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The the, the windasses of the late nineties, early two thousands. A family that everyone on the street can look down upon. This was them. This was them. The dodgy gangster criminal family, and um, yeah, and Eve was Eve was the mum, but and though she she had a rough streak to her, to be sure. But I think I well, think so did Linda. Yeah, Linda uh, was actually scary. She 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 could. She be. looked like she'd cut your face. See see when I think back to to Evelyn Eve whatever we're gonna call her, um, I before I rewatched her in these recent episodes on ITV three, she was absolutely no more than a blip on my Corrie radar. But I actually grew to quite like her a little bit. And I and she's one of these characters a bit like uh, Gwen, who um, Jim McDonald went out with for a while. That's like, does anybody remember her whatsoever? She made not a single impression on maybe any Coronation Street viewer. But actually, I did change my mind a little bit about Eve, and I have enjoyed re-watching her again. She seemed like... a could have had the makings of a decent character and definitely like one of these stern, forceful matriarchs. Um, 
But, you know, she she was gone within a year and a half of being on Coronation Street. And um, so didn't get a chance to blossom. And but you'll find out the shocking reason why later in this podcast. I am going to pass over to you to tell us what went on in 2000. Because she was only in one episode in 2000. It was 2001 where she, she probably came into it. But remind us, Gemma, what happened to Eve in 2000? Well... Her youngest son, Dean, who's the one... Oh, I do have his name written down here. Kieran Griffiths. So he's the guy that plays Damon Hay, yeah. Sorry for interruption. He gets shot. <laughs> he's just got a look. <laughs> I didn't give you a look then. I smiled at it you. It was a smile. It was a smile. I am smiling at you because you complain so often <laughs> in podcasts for inter- when I interrupt you. Yeah. But you do it to me all the time. I know, I know. And nobody can hear you when you I'll do tell it. Tell you what, we're, we're like a pair of arguing Sykeses, Gemma, at the moment. When you when you going to leave me? I'm not arguing me? with you. Okay. Right. So Dean gets shot and uh, killed by Emma Watts, his top top cop, Weatherfield's top finest. Top shot cop, isn't she? Yeah. yeah. She's like, pshaw, pshaw, she gets Emma, the gun. Emma Watts was uh, was married to Curly, wasn't she? And she there was a story where she wanted to sign up to be in the. I was going to say the firing squad. Oh. I think <laughs> the fire brigade, I was going to call that. Oh. <laughs> What's it called? We're not used to these things armed, in the, armed in the police, UK. Armed police, SO19 in response the bill. Unit. Yeah, she was in the armed response unit, wasn't she? And Curly was not happy with this. And he was like, what if, what if you, it's dangerous? What if you get shot? You I kill someone say, else? No, go for it. It's like being a, a bit, being a fireman in the Arctic. Well, the Fresh Coast... Like how often are you going to need to do anything? Very true, very true. The Fresh Coast Siege... It was an awesome pair of episodes, wasn't it? Do you remember watching those on the DVD? Do, do, yeah. It was it was Fred, it was Mike, it was Ken. It had that scene where Mike yep. and Ken got tied up. The Fred scene, and Ashley okay. were there. Alma f- uh, fancied the security guard. I need to say, the scene with Mike and uh, Ken, they, they get tied up together mm. in the stockroom of Freshgoes and it is just like watching an episode of Peep Show. Yeah. And that's where I decided that they were like basically Mark and what's his face? Um, that, Jeremy. Jess, Jeremy. Jess, yeah. they, they also, didn't they get one of the um, barbecues out from the frescoes and start yeah. and start cooking themselves up something? And, 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 that was a late night episode, wasn't it? And they had a rude word. Do you remember? They said. They had, they had the S-H-I-T-E they word. They said, oh no, shizers. Oh no, they called it a gob. Scheiser. A gobshizer. Do you remember? Do you this remember? This is banned Shocking. on German Shocking. YouTube now. Shocking. Okay, yeah, anyway, so um, it, that all ended with um, with the, uh, the armed response unit bursting in and Emma pow-pow-powing um, Dean Sykes to death. And she did it with her gun sideways, like, blah, 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 <laughs> take that, like that, she said. Right. And she turned her, uh, her baseball cap round and she was like, yeah, <laughs> check it out where the field massive. Anyway, anyway. Evelyn reads about this in the paper and she's like, oh no, my son's got shot. <laughs> I suppose I better go and see the family. Goes to the funeral, meets up with Linda for the first time in years. They're very, It's very tense uh, because Linda, her husband, she she at this point was married to Mike Baldwin, mm. as we just said. He was taken hostage tied to Ken Barlow. And Linda's like, this is the worst thing that's ever happened to anybody apart from yeah, how my so brother Yeah, so Linda's brother tied up her husband in this. Only on, only on the soap, ladies and gentlemen. Um... So Linda's uh, blaming Evelyn's disappearance for the way that that Dean turned out, which, you know, it's not going to make you less likely to shoot somebody in a supermarket, is it? He didn't shoot anybody, he He just waved a gun. Yeah, Um, Linda, uh, well, well, the pair get the chance to chat properly at the wake and Linda begins to understand why Eve left all those years ago and so they leave on civil terms. So I assume it was something like... You know, Dean was always a bit of a 
yeah. massive arse. Yeah, basically. And he, so no, I can was, see why you left him. He wasn't. So he wasn't the main ringleader of the siege, was he? There was there was the the, the main guy, and, and and Dean was the the poor innocent misguided waif who was tagged along there. And was well, like, they... oh, I think we've got in over our head here, boss. Kind well, of thing. it's not the first or last time. I can't remember if it is the first or last time. <laughs> what do you mean? The there what? was a gun in a supermarket because Roy took one in when he was on his way to Oh, the... that was 2002. That was, was two years after? later. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. See, that could have ended very badly because <laughs> everyone's, on, everyone's on edge after the great Fresco siege of 2000. Exactly. Although... Mm. There was also one. Do you remember when there was an arms robbery um, when Jim and Andy were working there and, the, and they pointed the gun at Andy and Jim's a bit too t- cowardly or something to, to jump in there? I think I'm remembering that right. Anyway, we're really kind of just filling time here because there's not a whole lot to say about Eve. But Do you yes, remember uh, that time that there was that lady that was in a, in a bus and it had to go over 50 miles an hour? Stop it, and stop it. And if it went below my... 50 miles an hour, then it blew up. And I think that was... Um, Elsie Tanner's um, cousin. <laughs> that happened. At too. least my diversions are truthfully coronation street related, not just being silly. So 2001 <laughs> was really Eve's mainstay. Um, uh, what she's remembered for in the show. She appears again uh, April or so. So she's been away from the show for five six months. They bring her back for a big story um, to do with Fred Elliot. Um, who was, I think, one of the owners of the Rovers at the time. I think this is when he so. bought in with um, Dougie and no. Mike. No? Oh, was it? I think so. Okay, but later on, he buys it. Oh, maybe. I don't remember. I don't I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm a, I apologise well, for the quality of this podcast you're going off piece. Tonight. Just read what's written down. I want to give it a bit of flair. Stop trying to add loads of details that anyway, possibly aren't true. Fred goes to the Turk's Head pub one day and Evelyn's working there. Get chatting. Fred takes her out. He's got no idea at the time who this is or indeed that it is the mother of his best mate Mike's wife, Linda. So they go to dinner at Mike and Linda's house one day and it's a little bit of a surprise to the two of them who Fred's date is. So Linda's there because she was like the the young floozy um, bit of stuff of Mike Baldwin, wasn't she? And she was like, what, mum, what are you doing going out with Fred? All a little bit awkward. Um, and also, this is the moment that Fred realises that his date is the mother of the person who held him at gunpoint. Because, as I said, he was also in the Rashko siege. So coincidental. Well, how does that come out? Well, he's like... Ang- he he knew that did Linda's he, did he brother... No, he knew that Linda's brother was the, the hostage taker. So when he's oh. like, hang on a minute, Mike, you're married to Linda. I'm oh. going out with her mum. I do remember the episode, but I don't remember how it came out. I just yeah. imagine him all sitting around and she's like... Oh, or he, Fred's like these these tomatoes. I say these tomatoes are very underripe, and then she says, "Probably got them from Fresh Goes." You know the funny fact about Fresh Goes <laughs> is <laughs> well, however it comes out, Fred can't be doing with this, so he walks out on her. Oh, but then he soon backpedals and says, "Oh, you know what? It's not right to punish you for what your son Dean did." I say it's not right. You're a very handsome woman, Evelyn. I'll She's give a you a fine shot. woman, She's fine a... looking woman. <laughs> so they carry on dating for a bit, Fred and Eve. Um, although Fred's daughter-in-law, by Ashley Maxine, is very suspicious of her. Accusing her of being a gold digger because you know the Sykes have got a little bit of a reputation for being this dodgy council estate lot. She Maxine reckons that Eve's a bad mum for abandoning her kids. 
Um, and this all kind of comes out at another dinner party disaster uh, at Ashley and Maxine's house. Evelyn tells Maxine, I hope you never have kids of your own. So oh, that's no. a bit hard. Evelyn could be... A, she, she did definitely have a bit of a... Let's say a rougher side to her. She's got one of those wasp chewing faces. She she really really does. Yeah, yeah. she she's she's been dragged up on uh, you know on the streets. Who's like that States. now? Um, Beth Beth is the only Beth, one that's got left really. Yeah, Beth really. But I think Beth Evelyn I think had a bit more clout to her. I don't think anyone would care if Beth had to go. Oh well, no, exactly. So anyway. Um, a few months later, Maxine's having troubles getting pregnant at the time. And, and, and once more, she done. finds that she's not managed it. What do you mean she's not managed She's not it? managed to get pregnant. She's not managed it. That's a really bad she's way She's been unsuccessful it. in her endeavours to be with child. It's he's, not her fault. Well, actually, I don't know. She needs to, she, she's been playing hide the sausage takes with Bush two. Butcher Ashley. It takes two to make a baby. It's <laughs> not necessarily her fault. Anyway, at this point, things... Not that. Eve kind of looks after and consoles her a little bit. The, the pair start to thaw and out. she's like, don't worry about it because they probably come out weird. Mm. Like mine did. Probably come out with a They're squeaky awful. voice if it's Ashley's baby. They're all, they all end up... Um, one of them will get shot. Anyway, before long, it's Audrey who's accusing Eve of only being after Fred's money because, as we might remember, Audrey held a bit of a torch for Fred as well. So, Fred's starting to grow suspicious of Eve now because he goes to see her at the Turk's Head pub Wednesday and finds out that she hasn't worked there for three weeks. Doesn't confront her about it. Instead, he's like, Oh, let me drive you into work today. And she's like, oh, I so. So she goes into the pub. He hangs around outside for a bit. But then before long, he sees her heading off to a bus stop a couple of minutes later. Next day, Eve admits she's not told him about losing her job because she wanted to prove to him that she wasn't after his money. There you go. So she wanted to... She, if if she'd have said, oh, I've lost my job or, or whatever, and she, she, he might have thought, well, you, just, you, did, you don't care, you want my money. But she says, no, I'm going to find another job. I'm going to work for it. Um... She, she knew that if she wasn't employed, he'd offer to pay for her, basically. Oh, no. Imagine that. I know. Fancy being a kept woman, Gemma. Yes, by, I do. <laughs> I, I, I don't know, you know, what Freddie Elliot was worth, but I, I'm, I'm going to say he might have been a millionaire. Yeah, I reckon there's a, there's quite a few of them stealth millionaires knocking about. Yeah, he had a big industry. old house, didn't he, Fred Elliot? Did he? Yeah, and he liked his golf, and I can't remember. I think it might have been brought up at one point, but when you're, he was pretty was loaded. He, was he the mayor? No, no, he, no you're was, thinking of Alf. No, I know. I'm thinking. I know Alf was the mayor, and Alf and Fred are different people, Michael. But why was he? Why did he take Alf and Audrey to France? Um, but quick as it was the the black pudding contest. No, but why was he doing it? Because he's in charge of the something. He's just in charge of the black puddings. Wasn't he a business? I don't. I. He, he was like ju- the. Uh, he was just version a, of a hoi polloi la di da. What they called the masons? He's like in the. He was like. Oh, the square dealers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was very high up in the square dealers. And they probably got a load of riches. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So. It, Anyway, um, Eve, Eve tries out to get some other jobs, including one at the Nags Head pub, but ultimately is unsuccessful. So in order to cheer her up, Fred comes up with a bit of a plan. And he had his heart in the right place, bless him. But he said to Dougie, look, I say, look, can you give Eve a job at the Rovers? I'll pay her with all my oodles of cash. And Dougie's like, win-win. So I get a new barmaid that I don't have to pay for. 
yeah, I will do that. An experienced barmaid at that. So he takes Eve on at the Rovers. <laughs> and then, just to completely take advantage of Fred, he just keeps throwing all these extra shifts at her. So rather than Fred having to pay, like, you know, for the odd shift there, here and that. there, Eve is just, like, working all the time at the Rovers. Complete, well, not not coming anywhere near to... Um... Well, can you imagine being able to afford to just cover someone else's wages? I know, I know. That's, no, no way. That's how rich he was. He, he has got the best pies in the West. So he gives Eve, um, anyway, I've said that already. So, gives her yeah, extra shifts. shifts. Yeah. So, meanwhile, okay, you're still with us. No, yeah, I am. Linda and Mike going through Linda a messy divorce. Is Evelyn's daughter. Thank you for reminding me. So, Evelyn says, right, you just make sure that you get what you're owed off of him. Mike, also very, very rich. Um, Audrey he overhears he's rich this. He drinks his whiskey from a and he, and he decanter. Big cigars. Audrey overhears this and thinks that she's talking about Eve getting Fred's money. So when she tries to tell this to Fred, he's like, "No, I'm not having any of it." I say, he, he, "I'm not having any of it." He was very, very trusting, wasn't he, Fred? He he was a bit of a fool for love, and <laughs> he was, you know, he really once was. he once he showed an interest I in somebody, like he went you know full in, and he's like, "No, no, no, I won't have a word said against her." So. <laughs> And, and, right. Yeah, and and I mean all of this was over the years, over the previous you know, five six years or so, there'd been like little sparks of romantic tension between Fred and Audrey, hadn't there? And this is only what mm-hmm. two years after Alf died, so she was maybe ready to to move on and 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 you She's know like, take like a new man you, when your dog dies. Give it an appropriate mourning period and then you get another one. Exactly, exactly. So um uh. Linda overhears Fred and Dougie one time talking about who's really paying Eve's wages, tells them I'm the truth. Eve is absolutely livid at this. She's like, you're making a mug of me. I thought that I got this job because I was doing a good job that, that Dougie wanted me. And now it just now I just find out that he kind of pity employed me. Storms out the rovers. Red, Fred chases her down the road. And <laughs> because cause it's Fred, proposes to her in the middle of the street. Good old Fred and his proposals. She's like a bit taken aback by this, but I mean, as you maybe would do if you proposed to buy a, a, a oodles of cash haver, she accepts. And Fred's like, I'm arranging a quick wedding. He's, I don't know how many times he proposed to women during his time on the show, but it wasn't often that they said ex- that, that they accepted. So he was, um, he wanted to make sure we got that ring on her finger pretty quick. So Dougie, after this point, gives her a proper job at the Rovers as well, because she's actually not half bad a barmaid. And Audrey she- tells Fred, Thank you. Audrey tells Fred, if you marry Eve, it's over between us. What we is that won't be friends mean? anymore. I'll never speak to you again. Go on then. So, wedding is set for the following week. This is how quickly things move. If we're thinking like Daisy and Daniel at the moment are getting married fairly quickly and there's, you know, months between it. This to... is, I'm marrying you in a week. This is Raquel and Curly territory here. You've got to reduce the amount of opportunity there is for things to go wrong. It, yeah, I mean, Fred was just desperate. He was absolutely wanted to get a wife um so they they go to this posh country house hotel audrey does go along as well but it's to try and stop them thinks the better of it and there's like actually you know he's my mate i want him to be happy i'd better just sneak out there however fred caesar convinces her to stay now maxine is spying on this she sees fred and audrey together and says so goes and tells eve you, Fred's still got a thing with Audrey. Look, I just saw him with his arm round her just out the back there. 
Um, and she, she obviously thinks the worst about this. They have a huge row about it, even Fred do, which Ryan and Jimmy, the sons who've come along to the wedding, also join in with. So there's this massive argy-bargy before the wedding. Fred explains to Weave, look, there is nothing going on between me and Audrey. So the ceremony goes ahead. But Maxine has to be witness because Linda's been packed off into a car by Mike. So this yeah. was Linda's last appearance on Curry, wasn't it? Yeah, this and, is um, funny. Yeah, so uh, I think during that, the, this was very explosive pre-wedding drama. So Mike and Linda, who, as I had been going through a bit of a messy divorce, then they were like thinking, oh, can we get back together again? But then Mike's son Mark reappears on the scene again, who Linda had had an affair with, not uh, like the previous year all gets very, very messy. Mike's like, right, I've had enough of you. Sling your hook. He like, strong arms her into a car, doesn't he? He slaps her. Strong arms yeah. her into a car and she drives off. That was... She doesn't drive off. She's in the car. I can't remember. I thought that she does. I can't remember whether he, it's him what? driving her or whether said... he just bundles her into the car. Oh, I, thought I don't said, remember. Okay, I was confused. I thought you said she, he put her in the boot. No. <laughs> no. But it, well, it wasn't even Linda he put into the boot because that was when... Um, that Jacqueline Perry, who played her, she wasn't unavailable hey. for her final episode. I'm <laughs> so it was, it was a stunt double. But anyway, bye bye, Linda Sykes. So the only Sykes we got left on the program now is Eve, who is no longer a Sykes. She's an Elliot because the wedding's taken place. I thought you were going to say she's an alien. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> <laughs> she's no longer a Sykes. She's an alien. So Fred and Eve go on honeymoon in Venice. Lovely. Oh, great. So. Lots of ice cream had there. Get I'm there sure. soon because it's going to sink. When they return a month later, Eve is somewhat concerned when she learns that nobody has heard from Linda since the wedding took place. And she starts to think that Mike has offed her. So there's this big old murder mystery story around the end of 2001 where, well, I think we know that Mike didn't kill her, but nobody's got any idea where I quite she like is. This twist. Police sort of take Mike into the police station because. He was witness slapping her, like things are looking a bit dodgy for him. Um, and then they find Mike's car pulled out of the river, Navin, and um, they think that maybe Linda's body's going to be inside. So there's there's actually this really great scene where Fred and Eve are going along to the side of the river, and this car is dredged out of the side of it, and Eve is like. She's beyond beside herself with worry because she thinks she's about to find her, you know, her daughter's bloated corpse. Oh, but pre-watershed, she's not inside. But one of her shoes is. Oh. I would call that Linderella. Oh, God. <laughs> I just came up with that one. I didn't even plan that one. So, one. Eve is convinced that Mike has killed Linda and sets Jimmy on him. Jimmy is her brother. No. Yeah, Jimmy's the one of the kids. Jimmy is. Oh yeah, Eve's kids. Not yeah, yeah. Jimmy is. Sorry, Linda's I thought you meant brother. Eve's. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. Thank you. So, uh, you know, so so he he's like a hitman basically. This causes a huge falling out between Eve and Fred, who doesn't really want his friends, you know, intimidated In by a by a gangstery mobster type. Well, he also, obviously doesn't believe yeah. that Mike would kill Linda as well. Not in this world, he would say. Mike hires a private detective then to try and find her, but Eve's like, you know, just covering your tracks, mate. I know you did it. She. Th- this was a time when Eve maybe wasn't so likeable, but I think it was because, as viewers, we were supposed to be siding with Mike because we know that even though he's a bit of a cockney wide boy, dodgy geezer, he ain't a murderer. Yeah, he's no this, Stephen Reed. Was this a murder mystery? Were, were, were we supposed to like go, maybe he did? I can't remember, but we definitely didn't know where she was. So I suppose there's I, that. Because I remember watching this and thinking, 
this is actually a really great, really great twist. And it would be, I, I, I wish I didn't know that she wasn't dead. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I can't, I can't remember at the time because I, I've only again watched it recently with the knowledge of, I know she's going to be okay. They really. should do that. They but... should do that again. Yeah. The... Don't you think that'd be interesting? Like a, a kind of major character just disappears and then everyone thinks that somebody killed them and you're like, I don't know. Mm. I don't know if they did. <laughs> could be good. Could be good. Anyway. Um, so, um, Jimmy starts to take matters into his own hands then. He arranges a funeral wreath for Mike to be sent to the factory. And he goes in there with a baseball bat after him. And Eve eventually realises this is getting a little bit too out of hand. So stops him because she realises that this could come between her and Fred. And she's got a pretty sweet meal ticket here. And she don't want to get rid of him. So she starts to eventually get fed up with living in Fred's house, his massive Elliot Towers mansion, because it's where he spent many years with his first wife. And he's like, oh, you can redecorate. But even so was like, his first wife? I don't we ever know, know that. Well, she, was, she wasn't in the show, but okay. she was she was gone before the, the show started. I cannot remember, but it's on Corypedia. Anyway, they get, um, she, he's like, no, she's like, I'd rather move actually. <laughs> she probably wants to upgrade. They get the decorators in in the meantime and move in with Maxine and Ashley for a bit while this decoration's going on, which absolutely drives them mad, especially Eve snoring. And I remember that being quite a funny episode because there's a scene, I think it's Maxine and Ashley downstairs in number four one day and they're talking about the, the terrible din caused by this raucous snoring in the middle of the night and, and they, and the viewers of course, are led to believe it's Fred that's doing this. But in the end it turns out that the source <laughs> of the snoring is actually Eve. Um, so anyway, they, they, they're they still looking for a house to move into themselves, find it a little bit tricky. So when Dougie puts the Rovers up for auction, Fred trumps Peter and Dev by putting in a surprise offer of £76,000 for himself, which ends up winning. So Fred, new owner of the Rovers, Eve is thrilled because she is now the new landlady. Oh, Appreciate no. it while you can, love. You're going to be probably the shortest one ever. 2002, over to you. Well, Betty within weeks of this happening, walks out because she's moaning about how many hours she's got to work. Eve doesn't care. And Fred has to persuade her to come back. Again. Fred gets the sign put over the door with Eve's name on it for the licensee. But the name is um, puts, that gets put up is Betty's by accident. Yeah. Eve's furious <laughs> about that. There's a sign painter that comes into the Rovers and he talks to Gina, I'm going to say. And he's like, hey, who's, who's in charge around here? Or, or, or something. And, and they kind of make a joke to say, well, Betty, Betty's been here for, for ages. She's, right, she's in charge. So they put up and the sign, Elizabeth Williams. the painter's like, I'm not going to check. Not going to check that, yeah. Right. So Eve's, Eve's furious about this. <laughs> and there is a bit of a, um, a thing between Eve and Betty for the first half of 2002, the first part of it. Well, Eve, Eve's like, right, this is my domain. I'm I'm the landlady. I'm in charge. She stops Fred from selling his pies in, in the Rovers. Mm. And she also stops him from mass producing Betty's hot pot to sell in shops. See, I quite liked how she just kind of strode in there, rolled up her sleeves and was like, right. She she had a bit of clout to her. I know, but why, to, does she, to Eve. why does she do these things? Because this, they, both, they both seem like bad business ideas. What? Well, like you can't sell your pies in the in the Rovers. Why? I think she just wants to set. Like Fred, Fred is the owner, but she's the manager, and no, she doesn't understand. want to feel like he's no. having any say in what's going on. I can understand that's her real reason, hmm. but what is you can't you can't just make 
decisions because you're a petty cow. <laughs> well, she did quite fine from it. And why does she not want to get money from Betty's hot pot in the shops? Well, I think Betty didn't like the idea, so Eve just puts a stop to it. Mm. 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 And they want it to be Rovers exclusive. People won't be coming to the Rovers for a lovely Betty's hot pot if you can just go down Fresco's and buy one, can you? Well, you just better get them in co-op and it didn't hurt the business, did it? <laughs> for tax reasons, Fred tells Eve he's going to sign the Rovers over to her. And so he signs his own death warrant nearly. Whoopsie doozies. Middle of April, we see he's getting a mysterious phone call, which she says is from the brewery. But Fred gets very suspicious because she says, oh, I've got to go somewhere this weekend. Uh, so I can't have dinner with the with you and the peacocks. Yeah, so we notice we kind of skipped to mid-April already at this point. And unfortunately for Eve, the writing was on the wall once we got to the early 2002. And although she appeared in quite a few episodes, it was very much, well, she's the landlady of the Rovers. Of course, she's going to be making lots of appearances kind of thing. And she didn't really have many stories. She was, she was there in a supporting role. And like I said, I think she had the makings of what, what could have been quite a you know, a solid landlady, but didn't didn't have the chance. So anyway, Eve's, Eve's got mysterious business to be getting on with. Fred follows her, and it turns out she's meeting up with her ex-husband, Ray, <gasps> who reveals that Linda, their daughter, has been in touch with him, and she's alive, and she's okay. living in Dublin. So she's not dead. No, unless, she's not dead. She's alive. Unless she, the dead and the living can coexist no, only in Dublin. definitely alive. There needs to be a secret, though. Not sure why, but don't tell anybody. Fred sees her leaving Ray's house and gets the idea about they're back together. I think maybe they just kind of like the idea. She doesn't want to have anything to do with Mike. She doesn't want Mike getting in touch with her. Just like, oh, you got to tell everyone that I didn't kill you. I think, and, and they like the idea that Mike's maybe still under suspicion for, for, for his wife's disappearance. He's your Linda. So the next day, Fred goes to see Ray himself. Um, he doesn't. He doesn't tell her about him about Linda, mm. but does reveal that that he, Ray, yes, and Eve never actually got divorced oh. from when they were married the first time. Fred's like, oh my god! So it's like, oh my god! Exactly <laughs> in that accent. Oh my god! I can't believe it. He confronts Eve about it the next day, and she says, "Oh yeah, that reminds me." <laughs> I did start divorcing she, him. She tries to deny it, but I never first. got around to finishing he, he it. Because he goes, one of those things. he goes around there, and and she <laughs> she admits that that yeah, Linda's alive and everything, and I don't Linda's want to tell Linda's alive. But and, and then he's like, "Is there anything else?" And she's like, "No, no, Fred, I swear, there's nothing else." And this is when he's like, "Guess That's what? Not true, actually. Is Guess it? what? Yeah, is it true that you're still married to that, to that Ray? Just, just to own up to it, just to fess up, only legally." They have this massive row. It's a really great scene between the two of them where she shows her true colours, really, that her true inner Sykes comes out. And even though she she could be fairly pleasant, especially when things were going her way, she kind of really flipped and the very worst of Eve came out in that last scene. So she, they have this blazing row. She tells him some home truths about putting up with him for all this time and uh, perhaps... That was a bad move. I, it's sad because Fred is such a lovely guy, isn't he? Is he's a big softie. He is one of these people that you really want to find happiness. Yeah. But, that, and that works so well for his character because yeah. he was such a hopeless romantic and you were really rooting for yeah, him to find the right person. And, and I don't remember what I thought at the time about whether I thought it would be a good idea for him to go out with Eve. I think probably not. 
but um, I, I wanted him to get somebody and it's it just absolutely gutting for him to realise that this person that he committed to, that you know he pledged to be with for the rest of his life is just a, just another young scoundrel. Right. <laughs> Sorry, end of my sentence that I'm passing back over to uh, you. Uh, right, so Maxine pers- persuades Fred to meet up with Eve so they can talk things through. He does, but he says, look, this is over. We weren't even legally married. And she says, well, fine, I'm going to keep the Rovers because it's actually mine now. Yeah, because he signed it over to her, remember? So Fred's like, no, I want it back, actually. Um, I'm going to find out a way of getting you in trouble for being a bigamist if you don't give it back to me. So she reluctantly agrees. Yeah, he says he's going to report her to the police. If... And leaves Weatherfield. And Fred's like, oh. <laughs> and so ender. The end. The story of Eve Sykes Elliot. Nay, uh... something else. I don't know what. And that is literally it. So really kind of fleeting um, trip to Weatherfield. Definitely not one for the history books, I would say. But I would also say that you know, over over the past six months or so that we've seen her story play out on ITV3, I've found a newfound appreciation of her. And I'm and it's sometimes glad, it's nice to do that, isn't it? Because you have a character in your head and you think they're a bit rubbish and then you go back and watch it. It's like, oh, they weren't so bad. And I'm not saying that she was anywhere near an all-time classic or anything, but I always like to, you know, think positively about these characters. And I thought she was a great actress as well. So... The writing really was on the wall for her, though, once um, Kieran Roberts became producer in Corona- Coronation Street in December 2001. Now, he eventually rose to the ranks of executive producer. He just left a few years ago, didn't he? Mm-hmm. But um, he was just made producer role in, in December 01. Viewership had been on the decline, and it was decided by him, look, we need to, you need to change tack here. They'd been ramping up the issues storylines in recent years, like, you know, Sarah Louise's pregnancy had been, you know, the, the biggest one. But he's like, nope, going to move away from that. We're going to have more comedy, fewer issue-led stories, no more Toya getting raped in a ginnel. Um, th- th- these were all kind of things that Jane McNaught, the previous producer, had thought these were, these were great for ratings. And he was like, no, let's leave those to EastEnders. And so he began to swing the producer's axe. So he said, we're getting rid of Eve. We're getting rid of Dougie Ferguson, getting rid of Bobby Lewis, getting rid of Molly Harcastle, getting rid of Sam Kingston, we're getting rid of Matt and Charlie Ramsden. And to be fair, looking at that axe list there, he, he, wasn't, he wasn't wrong, was he, with his picks? No. I'm going to say the biggest loss out of all of those was probably Dougie Ferguson. Yeah, Dougie. He had possibly the makings of a, of a classic character, but, you know, he also had the best exit out of all of these. Bobby Lewis, a factory girl who went out with Vic. Dull. Yeah, exactly. Who does? Molly uh, well, Hardcastle was a nurse. Yeah, she was the nurse that Kevin went out with for a bit. She had drinking problems, but didn't have much going for her. And Sam was the masked python. <laughs> the masked python that He's actually always a, a worried... Just a morose, sad-faced boy, wasn't he? He's actually yeah. quite funny. But he I was don't think, kind of, I don't know. I don't know if we if he was a bit if it was supposed to be funny. I don't know. No, he was just but, like Mr. Worry basically. And and the Ramsdens, well, you know, they're the butt of every joke, aren't they? So you know, say what you like. They were This is what dull. producers need to do. Yeah. Isn't it? And it used to be a lot more of a thing. I mean Brian Parker had done it on Coronation Street four years previously, four or five years ago. Come in, get rid of the dead wood. 
And for the last couple of <laughs> Coronation Street producers that have come in these days, they there's always the rumours. It's like, oh, you know, Stuart Blackburn's in. Who's he going to wax? Who's Kate Oates going to wax? Who's um, Ian McLeod going to wax? And generally the answer to that is, oh, no, well, we don't do these big soap axings anymore. But, you know, maybe the cast should. is huge. And should. this kind of goes to show maybe they should. There was Deadwood then. He got rid of them. Sorry to say that Eve was Deadwood. I, 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 you know, I said I think she's got potential, but he got rid of a lot of characters that, you know, have are not going down in the Corrie history books. And now the rumours started circulating about this um, the following month in January 2002. And The Guardian ran an article about Ooh. Corrie deciding to stop these sensational stories, go back to gentler character-based stuff. Um, and a source said... There's a lot of thinking about uh, going on about which characters should stay in and which are going nowhere. Um, and Melanie Kilburn, Eve, was rumoured to be facing the axe, but according to the Mail at the time, um, ITV had done a survey to find out which characters were popular. Oh my and God. this is kind of what they used to say, well, who's going to stay and who's going to go? Yes. Uh. <laughs> so the Duckworths and the Croppers came out on top of wow. that. They were the cream of the crop. And um, yeah, I'm guessing maybe, you know, Bobby, Molly, Sam... And, and ultimately Eve were, were at the bottom. Oh. So they was like, how terrifying would that be? Yeah, definitely. And it's not the it's not the actor's fault. No, not it? always. Not always. Uh, no, I don't think it... Uh, nobody goes, oh, this is a great part. I'm going to ruin it. No, no. Um, so <laughs> it was, is there, is it there was worrying times if you were a bit of a naff character. Is there ever... Has there ever been a character on Coronation Street who's an excellent, amazing character but was acted so badly that they became unpopular? No, not off the top of my head. Write in and let us know. So that um, a couple of days later, on the thirteenth of January, the People ran an article about who was in and who was out. See, this is this is why they should do it. Do this now because the the drama around and the intrigue is surely going to drive up. There's really there's really not very many you know stories about oh this person's been axed. Generally, when characters leave, we kind of told. They haven't renewed their contract. No, you you yeah they've not renewed their contract or they've decided to, or they've decided to leave. It's not very often. You get you here and now. You, people are axed. Yeah, they aren't are. they? Like um, I think I think Robert Preston. I think that uh, that Tristan was was axed after Michelle but left. But what does that But they really don't make mean? a big thing of it. I know they should. I mean, it's not. It's harsh and it's horrible, it's, and it's horrible. I'd hate to be in their position and just it's when a new when a new producer comes fair. in, especially if you been there at the time when the axes swung mm-hmm. um yes it's not fair but it's how you it's part of how it's part of the the showbiz mm. you know intrigue and drumming up excitement for your show and at the moment the only way cory really does that is with leaking storylines yeah this is what's happening next week um yeah so in in this people article um, it was saying who who's going and who's staying. Interestingly, Melanie Kilburn in this was written down as being absolutely, definitely not axed because there were rumours that Jimmy Harkishin would be leaving, no. Rum- or that he was he'd been cut. There were rumours that Sue Cleaver had been cut, and they're like, no way, we're not losing Dev, not losing Eileen, we are absolutely not losing Eve. Well, less than a month later, on the eleventh of February exit was announced and it was said that oh, this is going to tie into the story about what happened to Linda so we'd get some kind of closure on that apparently it was told it was said it was not related to the axing rumours the previous month but I, I think kind of the the, the agreed upon 
tons of events now is that it, it kind of was and it was Kieran Roberts saying, uh, sorry if you, you're going. So that was it. And um, on her exit, Melanie Kilburn said, um, the character of Eve came in for one episode originally. Over a year later, Eve has married Fred and became what she most wanted, the landlady of the Rovers. As for myself, Curry has always been a legend. I've thoroughly enjoyed being part of that and I wish it and everyone in the programme great success in the future. Uh, and Kieran Roberts' producer said, Melanie is an extremely talented actress and Eve has been a great character over the past year as the landlady of the Rovers, Fred's wife, and the matriarch of the Sykes clan. So there we go. That that was the end of uh, of Eve on Cobbles. Could come back, but I'm thinking that there's probably nothing there's there that's tying her. There's literally no reason why out. she would ever She's, come back. She, she ain't dead. No <laughs> Just imagine there. if she came back and then looked at Damon and was like, bloody hell, <laughs> blast from the past, you're my dead son. You beefed up a bit. So after Corrie, Melanie went in and she, again, she had loads of TV stuff to do. She 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 was in the bill. She was PCSO Laura Bryant in the bill for a little What's bit. What's a PCSO? Um, community support officer. Oh. I think that she might have um, graduated and become a proper copper as well. Though. Um, she was also, you know, she had a one-off appearance in Shameless. She was in Line of Duty for an episode. Casualty Doctors, same kind of stuff as you often get to hear about. And yeah, she's been in 10 episodes of EastEnders as well, playing Reverend Eileen Mills. Irene. Irene Mills, thank you, who uh, who last appeared just last December. So she's definitely still yeah, going. She's definitely around. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's it, really. I, I, I did think that watching it back on ITV3 recently, there was a real massive character change for her just in those final episodes. It came as a bit of an unexpected and quick twist that she was leaving because... In the new year of 2002, everything was looking very, very rosy for her and it felt like there wasn't any kind of inkling that the writing was on the wall. Of course, Are if you her talking about the character or the actress? Yeah, the character. But I suppose if if it was only decided in December the previous year that she was going, they, I guess they were setting her up to be the landlady of the Rovers in new year of 2002. And it just goes to show how quickly these things can turn around, can't they? It's weird. It's bloodthirsty. It's weird to me that... They know so far in advance what they're going to do with stories, some, and some, but sometimes they still just come really abrupt, abruptly. Yeah, and this one felt very abrupt. Mm. Yes, it's good that we got some kind of closure on the Linda mysterious disappearance story, but to have a you know, bright new future ahead of uh, getting, a, getting a bit of a um, conflict with Betty, being a pretty good landlady, showing Gina and Shelley what, who's boss behind the bar, to... Just like, oh, I got a mysterious phone call. Oh, I'm still married. And now I'm going to, you know, let my inner fishwife come out and give you both barrels, Fred. And it, so it was a, a bit of a sad end with the character. But, you know, them's the breaks, kid. So, <laughs> um, was she actually a gold digger? I don't know. I think, I think if you're, if you're, you know, from... If if you're from a gangster family and you're a bit hard and you you don't know where your next meal's coming from some of the times and you're used to your members of your family being engaged in criminal activities, it definitely seems um, you know it's not beyond the realm of possibility that you'd be marrying this very rich guy to get your hands on his cash. But well, look, I don't like the phrase "gold digger" is so sexist. It really annoys me because society, especially um, for people like her in the past didn't give very many opportunities especially for women who had lots of kids for them to make their own gold mm. take away everyone's take away a, a group of people's advantages 
and um, uh, not advantages. What's the word? Possibilities. Yeah. You know, take them, take those away, and then condemn them if they try to marry somebody who is in a group of people that have all the yeah. advantages. I, I honestly, Do you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. I, I, I did kind of. How was she supposed it. to have like made her fortune? Mm. Work living in a council estate with five kids yeah, and yeah. a husband in and out of prison. I, I rewatching it, I didn't get the impression she was only after Fred for his money. I do think she was definitely really fond of him. The proposal mm. came very quick, and maybe the yes that she she said could have been thought out a little bit harder but yeah I think that she did love him which is why you know when when she told him those home truths in her final you know, stint of episodes and just completely tore him to shreds I thought oh that's a bit of a that's a bit of a character personality change just to facilitate your exit isn't it and and the whole you know surprise bigamy like, was that was that ever planned? That you wonder state. about things like that sometimes, don't you? Here's a secret from yeah. your past. It's always been planned. there. We've They're already didn't feel like it. There, there are so many, there are so many things in in Corey where, especially if you get a new, a new character come in or something, they deliberately don't fill out loads of their backstory because mm. they then anything goes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we've had some other examples of ridiculous backstoried bigamy and just recently haven't we like mm-hmm. beth when it turned out that she was still married to craig's dad daryl that was a bit odd how that was just like it, oh yeah she's always happens, known that she was married it what? happens a weirdly it happens weirdly often and and, and tim just yeah. recently as well i've forgotten about that one but he got married in vegas didn't he to and that he woman thought it, Charlie. Didn't count. thought it didn't count so he kind of always knew that he was married and i, d- I just don't like it because Although it's like it's one of these technically not a retcon things because we never saw them not got get married there. Yeah. It's like no, it it doesn't feel right. If bigamy is to work as a storyline, really, it needs to be planned and you need to see it through. So you need know, Peter Barlow with with Shelley and Lucy was Curry's best example of a bigamy story, isn't it? Because we literally saw him getting yes. married, stringing these two women along ducking out of Shelley's sister's funeral so that he could go and marry Lucy. That was, it was a gritty, grubby and kind of mucky, but great storyline and believable. That, that is, that, yeah, that's believable. And you can see what's happened. Whereas a lot of these other ones are just like, oh, that happened before. Yeah, just trust us. Maya Sharma was another one as well, wasn't she? Mad Maya, because she went um, marrying a load she of people. Pretended. To, she pretended to be Sunita. Yeah. And set her up as a bigamist, but it kind of for, came a bit in the immigration. Bum. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I mean, Corey's, I think, original bigamy storyline, I don't know whether there's any before this, I can't remember, not off the top of my head, I can't remember, was Arnold Swain when he married uh, Emily Bishop. And I think that was felt like it was always set up to be a bigamy story wasn't it because it kind yeah. of it, he, he met and married her over the course of what a year or so so it felt like yeah that that they always wanted it to go that way and i think if you're going to do a bigamy storyline do that but i'm gonna say i don't need to see any more bigamy storylines at the moment you can well, say this about so many other um outrageous situations that the Redfield residents get themselves into but it's not really something that you hear about happening very much. I just find it weird that you can it there's obviously no place where there's like a list of all the people who are married and they just have to check it off. You'd think that if it was like it is a crime 
So you'd think that there would be a way of checking, but it's just like, we'll trust you. I'm sure you haven't been married. You're not still married, are you? <laughs> well, they do that. Does anybody have any reason why these two should not be legally wed? And that's, they get out clause. Well, well, nobody we objected. You. We did ask you. <laughs> well, apparently in the UK, um, across the whole year, hmm. last year, there were 58 bigamy, big crimes <sighs> of bigamy. Oh and then gosh. the year before that... Um, uh, 55 the year before that 86 so it does go on then but i'm gonna say but still in weatherfield this on. feels like quite a high high number that's only people that get caught and prosecuted that's true because i mean if they're like eve they get away with it apparently you can just get married lots of times and nobody's that bothered about it <laughs> but she goes to show you how much of a sham it is doesn't it yeah um but <laughs> yeah don't don't, don't just change characters histories and say they were married cory it's it doesn't sit right well, with me really it doesn't i can see why it's tempting because it's like i'll get there you go that's dramatic isn't it that's like dramatic that we can say that she's done wrong yeah hmm. are we gonna find out soon that jenny was still married to uh why not to mr midgley and uh for daisy was married yeah don't like it don't like it anyway that's eve um so bit of a short one we still managed to drag it out for 50 minutes or so with a little bit of um help for my off, friends off topic talk but um you know we've been doing this podcast for, for coming up on 11 years and, and there's only so many characters left that we haven't profiled well, but we definitely managed to make her uh, character profile last comfortably longer than fred's and um doesn't really sit right with me but what can you do well i want people to write in and let me know do you want a character profile for steve fisher because i would love to do him would you he's one of my favorite characters from mm. old cory I think, you know, I've got my list. I've got my list of characters. I mean, all those and characters. Who were those, those horrible couple? Dick and Dickie yeah, and Audrey Fleming. Yeah, the Fleming. You know, <laughs> if, if the if the podcast still going in 10 years, we'll have we scraped have the bottom of that barrel for sure. I mean, looking at all those characters that Kieran Roberts um, axed, we haven't done a profile of Sam Kingston. Right. We haven't done Molly. We right. haven't done the Ramsdens. They, we, could, we could be doing all of them soon, to be honest. Because, uh, yeah. Uh, there aren't many left that we haven't done but the big names but you know that's our problem not yours and I think maybe we should we've got revisits haven't we and, we've and, got some and, that and really feels like, done again it feels like some of the classic Didn't characters we do the Ogdens as, a, as one yeah but they I think you were saying oh no they're, they're fairly inseparable but I mean you know Fred we should probably do again but I don't know if anyone else has got any other requests of characters that they'd like to um, well, it's uh, like... to profile then check on our blog first to make sure that we haven't done them conversationstreet.podbean.com co.uk because a lot of them are on youtube although not all of them are and um yeah if their name's not on there and you think that we could we could waffle on for for nine an hour about it then give us a try yeah that's it that's it everybody we're done thank you for listening um if you stay to the end good on you and uh, we'll be back at the weekend with more coronation street things to talk about but until then goodbye from me goodbye from Gemma. goodbye 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 say goodbye i said bye i'll say it properly say it nicely goodbye <laughs> Bye. Goodbye. The music for this episode came from <laughs> podcastings.com. <laughs>